Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the super fan, the the laboratory of verbal gaffes, the a a a, a, a uh, what do we call it? A, the laboratory a, a, of verbal gaffes. That's a, just a, an, outstanding. An an incubator of boners. That would be Mr. Mark Piscady. It only took fifty minutes to get to get going. Oh, I yeah, am lightheaded. We, we, uh, Every night we uh, we we go through uh, a uh, a gauntlet of of Mark trying to get his microphone to work or his computer to work, and this time it took an it was a it was a monumental effort to ha- to work. We started uh, three days are. ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's the I don't know the war and peace of 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 pre episode preparation. The patience okay. you guys have. Thank you. All right, so we are back together once again, and I don't. Can we? I don't can know we? What to say. I, I know we what to say. Start? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, because this episode oh, yeah. is going to be coming out on Black Friday. So That's I right. hope you people are home <laughs> listening to us instead of crowding into lines and retail shopping centers trying to get the latest Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah, or oh, or tickle me Elmo days. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, I. I would really. I would rather not be on Black Friday myself, so I won't be joining anyone except except for Black Friday online, maybe Joe. You but mean I won't Cyber Monday? Oh, there's there's a movie uh, called Black Friday coming out with uh, Devin Swap from Final Destination. Nice. It's it's a zombie movie, and it's like Black Friday and. Uh, Zombies are hoarding like Walmart, I believe, and they're like attacking uh, all the employees. Do you guys see the trailer for that? No, but I'm already intrigued. Yeah, yeah. It seems zombies a lot and Walmart like... just seems like a wonderful mixing right there. Well, it sort of <laughs> seems like Dawn of the Dead, isn't it? Uh, kind or, of. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah they it, were is that the one where they were in the mall, Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, and then that, you know, the social commentary about the being in the in the shoppers and it's just the zombies wandering around right. aimlessly in a mall and they're not a whole lot different from just people yeah yep uh bruce campbell's also in the film oh that's yeah. pretty cool yeah. Yeah. check it out well i we are fully into uh november now and heading racing into the holidays and uh, we put up our 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 christmas decorations we still have our one of our skeletons out in front the 12 foot um, the basic 12 foot skeleton is out in front and he is, uh, kind of set up to look like he's decorating our house. You know, I've got the lights strung on him. We're going to try it. They're sold out right now. But we're going to try to get the Santa hat for the skeleton. So he's a part of our, our Christmas decorations. We, we plan to keep him up through new year's and then take him down when he take, when we take down our Christmas decorations. So I mean, you're get not as gonna, much out of him as we can. You're not going to put the two of them out, like exchanging like a big heart for Valentine's Day. That's not a bad idea, or Joe. Or dress them no. up like leprechauns for St. Patrick's Day. Easter. I Easter. Yeah. Our... I, I would like, to, I want the the joy of 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 putting them up in September to, to you know. I don't know, I think you're missing joyous. a real opportunity for Arbor Day. I know, I know, that's I'm true. I'm sure your neighbors will love you and to have those skeletons trees. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so 
we have uh, a theme this week that was the choice of Mr. Mark Biscati. But before we get to that theme, let's talk about anything that that y'all have watched uh, since we last. When, when was our last episode? Was it two weeks ago? Was, <laughs> we do this every two it's weeks. Always two weeks ago. It feels like a month ago. Like I, 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 I will I, agree. This it? time it feels like it was much much longer since we yeah, done this. Yeah, it sure does, man. But I guess I did watch a bunch of stuff. Let's see. Not a bunch of stuff, but I watched some stuff. And I did watch Last Night in Soho. Ooh. Did you guys watch this one? I, I know Mark I did last time, but Joe, did you watch I, it? I haven't yet. I saw that. I just saw yesterday that I could start renting this on Vudu for like 20 bucks, And I was going to, but I ran out of time. So hopefully by the next time we meet... In the next two weeks, I'll have watched it. Yeah, I, I should have said something because it was available for rent, I think, last week. And we watched it, I think, on Friday. And uh, so I'll I'll hold off on talking about it. Ugh. I guess it I didn't. I, I well, do you care if I say anything about it or would you rather? No, no go right ahead. I don't care. I, I didn't love it, but I I did enjoy it. I, I had a good time, but I, I didn't. I, I certainly didn't love it. it. It was no Baby Driver or or Shaun of the Dead or whatever. Um, but I I I enjoyed it. It's I had. I think the problem I had with it was the third act. Was I, I just had some third act issues. It went to some places that I. I mean, it it's fine. It it's his movie or whatever. I didn't care for it that much, but. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it next time. So it's okay. it's hard to get into too deeply, but we'll talk about it next time. Um, and let's see, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched a little thing called Edge of the Axe. By the way, did we talk? We didn't talk about this last time, did we? We, we did. We not. all watched it, right? Yeah, we all watched yeah, it. We, we all did watched not, it. Yeah. It's it's been a month, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it, but. I I this thing was kind of fun to me. I don't what did you guys think of Edge of the Axe? Now Edge of the Axe if you if you don't know is an 80 it was 1989 I believe slasher 88 um, 88 yeah. uh and it's it's very low budget and I I think the mask of the killer is somehow sort of almost like a amalgam of Michael Myers and Jason almost in a way and it- it kind of reminded me of the Little House on the Prairie mask. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, see that. Yeah. 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 yeah the, from from what's what's the name of that episode again? Uh Sylvia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit. Uh yeah. but and then there had there was a tech element to it that I had a feeling. Boy, was Joe, there. You, yeah. Yeah. Those <laughs> those computers are just like the TRS eighties had just left Radio Shack and these guys were using computers that actually talked to each other. Oh, it was just, it was a walk down memory lane for me. <laughs> what did you think of it, Joe? Um, I, it was fine. I love the, uh, uh, what do I want to call it? I don't want to call it Hitchcockian twist. Um, Shyamalanian twist. Yeah. Uh, at the end, it's, uh, it was superb. Um, yeah. the, the cops, again, the cops uh-huh. in this, in this program were definitely, I, it's, it's a fine line between being a bumbling cop and just a complete, uh, jackass, you know, like yeah. 
like I, I refu- I'm going to do things my way, you know, that type of thing. This sheriff or chief or whatever he was, he was, he was, a, he he was, was just corrupt. Ass. Yeah, he was yeah. just corrupt. Yeah, he wanted to cover up everything. Yeah. And he, and he had no, like he was, he did not take this thing seriously at all. He was no. like, ah, you kidding me? Come on now. And, and like, I, I'm like, he had no reason not to take it seriously. Yeah. So I, no, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think it's somebody looked at, Friday the 13th and somebody looked at Halloween and said, I could do this too. And let's just combine them all together and throw computers into it. <laughs> yeah. The priest, the priest uh, was my favorite out of, I really did the enjoy movie. the priest too. Yeah. Cause his acting was, Oh man, Oscar performance. It was, it was, it was pretty bad uh, acting. He was just so nonchalant and, it's like they just like picked them off the street. Um, I did enjoy the kills though. Uh, sometimes, um, because the the main uh weapon in the film was it was an axe, and uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but you saw contact like the axe was hitting the victims at some points, uh, especially the first one in in the alley in the alleyway with the prostitute. They were literally uh like yeah. hitting her. I, yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. They're not like the camera's not cutting away, or you know, the shots getting cut short. I mean, you see the axe like hitting. So I, I really enjoyed that part. I, I still, I, I don't think it was a real axe. No, it yeah. wasn't a real axe. But. <laughs> no, but it, but it was the axe kills were pretty good. Like they were, um, they were actually pretty. You know, it was brutal and pretty solid. Uh, but. But the story kind of meanders a bit, and there were there were I did take a couple notes on it that I thought there were a couple there was a, there was one exchange that was pretty funny. For, first of all, it's the worst church choir I've ever seen in my life, and probably the weirdest church I've ever seen in my life too. But second of all, uh, the the girl, the main girl, the kind of blondish girl who I liked, I thought she was actually pretty good in this. She was uh, kind of hot. Yeah, she was kind of hot. She was cute, but she was also actually a pretty good actor. And the the guy was ter- terrible. But but the his computer stuff was something else. And she she at one point says to him, "Why do you have all the Why do you have the names of all the women who were murdered on your computer?" And his response is, "Well, I also have all the car crashes and forest fires in California. Don't you like statistics?" <laughs> like that exchange was. <laughs> the funniest thing I bu- I busted up laughing. Just yeah, what else am I going to put in the sixty four kilobits of RAM that comes on board with this computer? <laughs> I mean, it was so funny, and they they really I mean they dove right into their relationship right away. I mean they were they were um, immediately hooked up. But I thought she played crazy pretty well. It was it was fun. It was a fun B movie. Uh, it's a perfect uh, I guess kind of a. If you if you, I one of the ideas I had a, of a theme that we could do sometime in the near future is if we were to create our own movie marathon what would what would it consist of you know and and it always and it feels like a, you know the the late night movie the one that plays at about midnight at at Bruin View in Chicago or one of those places that one is always the goofiest film and and this would be a perfect like goofy film in a in a movie marathon but uh or like a you know a little festival if you were to put on a festival of films uh 
so yeah, we all watched that. And what else? I watched. Well, th- those are also universal. So no, actually, that is about it. I I do want to say that I watched. I started watching a series that looks pretty good that has certainly some horror elements to it called yellow jackets on Mm. showtime. And I I was turned on to it because I, I've been watching the return of Dexter on showtime, which is uh, there. They're the last couple seasons. Do you guys, did you guys watch Dexter? I watched the whole series. I've watched probably two thirds of it. Okay. The, the, the the original series the the last few uh seasons were not so great and it was because the showrunner left after season 4 which season 4 was is considered by most people or many people to be the best season that was the one with the trinity killer and john lithgow yeah right? john lithgow that was and, awesome and i liked the 5th season too the one after that i thought that was pretty good uh the girl that was kidnapped by somebody and he comes upon her and and then execs revenge. But after that, there were some seasons that got really, really rough to deal with. And and he wasn't a part of it. So he decided he wanted to do one more season to really send off this series and say goodbye to the character. And so it the, the showrunner came back, and, th- and that's what this season is. And it, so far, I think there's been three episodes, and they're pretty good. It's very familiar, very Dexter-ish kind of thing. Is the sister in it? His sister? Uh, in, in a way. Okay. Yeah. She kind of, uh, I don't want to give away spoilers, but yeah, in a way. Kind of in the same way that the dad was in the series. Okay. But. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but, but in it, when I was watching Dexter, they had previews for this other series called Yellow Jackets about these girls that were in a they were on a soccer team that uh, their plane crashes and there's sort of a Lord of the flies feel to it. And at the same time, sort of a lost feel to it as well. But then they also jump ahead in time. So you see the girls from the soccer team as grownups and Juliette Lewis is one of them. And I think, uh, I can't remember the other characters, but Juliette Lewis is one of them. And there's a bunch of actresses uh, play the girls as older. So there's a mystery involved in it as well. So, and I've, it's got like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, gotten great reviews. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We've watched one episode so far and, and my wife and I, Michelle and I were both like, yes, this is going to be good. So I, I do recommend checking that one out, even though I've only watched one episode, it's pretty good. So uh, how about you, Joe? What did, what did you watch that was non-theme related? Uh, I watched a handful of things, but two things that I really want to point out. Um, one is called Bumperkleef, which is Dutch for uh, tailgate. <laughs> what? It was a Dutch horror film that was on Shudder. Uh, it was released in 2019 called Bumperkleef. Uh, but it's about this family that's going on a trip to grandma's house type of thing. And they're on the interstate and there's this van that's in the left lane that just doesn't want to drive very fast. And so he starts tailgating the guy and then eventually figures out a way to pass him. And now the guy that he passed, uh, begins tailing him relentlessly and the whole family is involved. Uh, what I would like to point out about this is the villain's weapon of choice. First of all, 
the villain is like some old guy in his like sixties. Um, very unassuming, very, you know, uh, he would blend into the woodwork. He would blend into any crowd cause he's just any older gentleman. Um, but his weapon of choice is insecticides. So he's got this canister, like an air pressure canister filled with insecticides that when he's accosting the family, he's like breaking the window and just spraying in this little hose of insecticides and acids and stuff like that. It's, it's really weird. It's not a, it's not a brilliant horror movie. It's just something that really kind of makes you think like, hmm, maybe I guess next time I'm on the interstate, I'll just back off a little. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's worth a watch. I kind of liked it. It's, uh, you know, the dad that's in it, he's a real road rager kind of guy and real, you know, brash and sure of himself. And he kind of gets what he deserves. So you're kind of rooting for the bad guy for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a fun movie. I think you guys should watch it. Bumper Cleef, right? Yes. Bumper yes. Cleef. Bumper. Huh. But if you just, if you look for, um, I think if you're on Shutter, I think it's actually called Tailgate. I didn't oh. really even realize that it was a foreign film until it started up with the uh, closed captions. So, uh, and then the other thing I, I watched that I think everyone within the sound of my voice should watch, and I can't thank Mark enough for recommending this, was a documentary on YouTube called 24 by 36, which is all about the history of movie posters. And it was absolutely fantastic. I've been in love with it, and I've watched it three times so far. Are you kidding? No, I I just, I I couldn't get enough. I had to... I I watched it twice. Yeah, I watched it the third time just so that I could sit there and take notes of all these artists so that I could start following. But... The one thing that I really want to point out was uh, a gentleman by the name of Roger Castell. He was the original painter for Jaws, for the poster Mm -hmm. for Jaws. Um, There is this movement that I was completely unaware of. That painting that he made of the shark with the woman swimming up above, he made that for the paperback version of Jaws and eventually became the poster artwork But when he finished that, he shipped it off to Hollywood, you know, so they could make their posters and their prints and their lithographs. And he expected it to come back and it never did. And it's been lost. And now there's this big movement for anyone that's got any information about the whereabouts of that original painting to come forward. And it's like hashtag find hashtag find Jaws. Yeah. So anybody out there knows where that original painting is, do the right thing and let people know. Yeah, I I, I must have paused this documentary just to look at some of the posters, and some of them are absolutely magnificent. Joe, and I'm sure Joe uh, saw the Back to the Future one. Oh, yeah. Where, with the DeLorean in front of the diner. Yep. Gorgeous. The, uh, absolutely gorgeous. The gentleman's name is Laurent DeRoe. He's a Frenchman. Um, the I sent you guys the illustration that he did for Die Hard, which has just made my heart melt when I saw it. It's a snow globe with Nakatomi Plaza inside of it, and the globe is broken. And up above it says, you know, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. Oh, I saw I went immediately looking for it on eBay, and it's going for like three grand to get a print of one of those. 
Yeah, it's yeah. It, beware uh, uh, if you're going to watch this uh, documentary because I've gone online to look at some of the prints and it is super super expensive. Yeah. Um, Although that and- being said, if you want to get these print, what you need to start doing is following Mondo because yes. Mondo is the company that has all of these artists under contract and they're making all these gorgeous gorgeous illustrations and movie posters. And if you are able to get them when they're released, they're like 80 bucks. Yeah. But the minute those things are gone, there's a whole secondary market where it, the, it just it blows it up to, you know, something that was an $80, 24 by 36 lith- lithographic print will go on eBay 10 minutes later for $3,000. Yeah. It's, it's just it's- insane. Yeah, and and hopefully you know the bubble. I mean, they're they're afraid the bubble's gonna burst. Just kind of like comics and whatnot. You beanie know, babies, comics, beanie <laughs> babies, whatnot. But uh, yeah, there's there's some beautiful posters. There's one with the Blues Brothers with the car launching off the bridge. The one I figured uh, you would like the most, Mark, is um, that Laurent DeRose uh, Psycho, where yes. he's walking up the stairs, and there was another guy. Is it David Danger? Uh, there was another illustration of Psycho where it's um, you're at like the base of the hotel and you're looking right. up at the house and it's got this yeah. gorgeous red and blackish background on it. Oh, it's just I I, I like the Norman Bates with uh, walking up the stairs with the with, with the, the food. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, it's it's gorgeous, man. I'm assuming so. you haven't seen this yet. I have not. No, I haven't had a chance to check it out. Talk, so what what is that? What is it on? It's on YouTube and it's free. It's on YouTube for and it's free. It's called oh. Twenty Four by Thirty Six. Yeah, nice. But yeah, uh, check it out. Yeah, uh, there's a a real brief moment in there where they start going through this timeline about the evolution of movie poster art, and once you hit uh, like when Photoshop became big, it just every poster is just a photograph of somebody's face, like Tom Cruise, over and over and over again. And it was yeah, a wonderful heads, timeline illustration heads. that they made. But this this documentary will really make you truly appreciate the art of years past for movie yeah, posters. And there's tons and tons of horror uh, posters that you do see on this documentary. Yeah. Tons, absolutely yeah. tons. Okay, I'm done. I know that's not why we're here, but I just had a gush <laughs> about that. Nice. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to check that out. I'm so glad you liked that, Joe. Oh, I didn't like it. I friggin' loved it. Nice. So, that's Mark, okay. what did you watch? Okay, so I watched Thanks Killing. <laughs> nice. Doing God's work. Uh, it's a 2009 movie uh, made by some college uh, students, made for $4,000, and um, it's a piece of trash, but it's so bad, it's good. It's basically uh, these uh, college uh, kids or high school kids. I think it's college kids. that they. Uh, it's Thanksgiving uh, break. They're all excited. They get in the car. Um, there's an evil turkey that uh, has one-liners like Freddy Krueger, and uh, he just kills, uh, you know, these uh, kids left and right. Um, he has sex with the uh, uh, doggy style with one of the women without them knowing, so that's really fun to watch for Thanksgiving holidays. Um, but granted, for $4,000, they even had a cartoon in this, which was actually quite good. And I was very surprised about that, but I, I mean, it it the whole movie's with uh, one of those uh, old uh, like hand you know camcorders or whatever. Uh, Handy but cam. It's, 
Candy Cam. Handy Cam. And, uh, but it, it did spawn a sequel. Uh, it's not... Uh, shut up, Joe. Uh, it's... Uh, it spawned a sequel. It's not Thanksgiving two. It's Thanksgiving killing uh three, and it's a puppet horror movie. They they skipped the sequel, and it has to do with just puppets. As it's like a puppet horror movie, and I'm actually inclined to see that just for that fact alone. So Looks which like that- which is better, Thanksgiving or Santa Jaws? Oh, I didn't even finish Santa Jaws. I, I had to turn it off. I was done with that one. Okay. Yeah, that, well, that answers horrible. that. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was horrible. Yeah, that um, was pretty bad. Um, I also, um, well, I was going to bring up 2436, but we just covered that. Um, and I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Joe, did you see it? Not yet, but go ahead and talk. I, I don't care. Spoil okay. the daylights out. It doesn't bother me. No, no, no. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, um, don't spoil it. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, I I will say that when I left the movie theater, I think I'm in the minority. I did not like the movie. Um, when I was pretty disappointed with it, it's throughout the movie. It's hey, do you remember this from the original? Hey, do you remember that from the original? It, there's so much of it. Uh, a lot of the kids are very forgettable. The the little girl's great, who plays uh, the granddaughter. She's great, and by the time at the end of the film when things are really rocking and rolling, you're absolutely exhausted, and you're just like – I was just shrugging my shoulders. Now, people in the movie theater were whooping and hollering. People were liking it. So I'm in the m- minority, I think, right now, but uh, I, big, big thumbs down. I did not <laughs> like it, and I, I – I had my expectations weren't high because I saw the trailer. I'm like, uh, they're kind of going on the nostalgia side of it, and they really did. They really, yeah, disappointed. So I hope, uh, I hope I'm in the minority. I just hope I'm wrong on this one because I really want Joe to enjoy this film because he's a big Ghostbusters fan, and that's pretty much what I watch. I I tried to watch Antlers, but I wasn't able to make it. So. Uh. Is that that one still just in the theaters? I believe Antlers, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then that brings us to the Universal horror movies, the classic Universal horror movies. This is Mark Buscati's choice this week, and uh, so jo- Mark, why did you choose this theme? It it kind of had to do a little bit with my mom. Because uh, when I first started on the podcast, uh, she's going, when are you going to do the Universal uh, movies, you know, the originals? And I was like, uh, yeah, maybe sometime. And then uh, it was a few weeks back. Joe was watching uh, uh, Sven Gulli and Frankenstein was on. And I turned it on and I just saw the castle in black and white. And my eyes just, you know, was like, oh, I really want to watch this. But I, I, I kind of started a little bit too late. And I said, no, no, no. You know, and so I didn't do it. And then I was thinking about it. And Joe brought it up again. He's going, I'm thinking about doing Universal. And I really wanted to do Universal because I've never seen the Universal horror films except The Invisible Man. I've never seen Dracula, never seen The Mummy. Creature of the Black Lagoon. I think I saw snippets of it back when it was uh, when they did it in 3D in the 80s, because it was a huge thing back then. 
but I've never seen the film. So I really wanted to uh, invest some time in it. And so that's why I picked it. Well, it's, I mean, it's great to go back and look at the classics because this is where everything's based on. You know, all of these yeah. things were being invented back then. And film, when these movies came out, film was just transitioning to from from silent to talkies at the time in the 20s and 30s. And, and so a lot of these actors were had been in the the silent films and a lot of the horror films were from the silent films and so there's still some of that you know the german uh what is it impressionism and 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 that sort of thing from the cabin of dr kilgary and the and uh what was it phantom of the opera and nosferatu all these films and then you come into the universal years in the 30s with uh, dracula and and yeah, so it's 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 great to see these because a lot of these these horror tropes were started back then, and obviously it's very different. The pacing is very different. So I don't know. Let's talk about Dracula. I guess did you watch Dracula this time, Joe? Yes, I did. Okay, uh, I this is one that like I told you before. I think I I said Mark, it's the longest short movie you've ever seen. It it just feels so long because the pacing is so laborious. I like I like Bela Lugosi, and I like the guy who played Renfield. Yes, he was the best out of the. He stole the movie for me. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's so slow paced and there's so many scenes it feels like a two-hour movie and it's it's i think just over an hour isn't it 70 minutes or something yeah, yeah. it's it's like an hour and 11 minutes long yeah uh the the spanish version is uh longer uh um, yeah and i watched I, that i watched that too actually matt uh it it's uh free on tubi right now right and so i just put on the the subtitles and i i don't know why but it the picture looked better than, uh, you know, the American version, and I didn't mind uh, the Spanish version that that much. I yeah, thought it was, I, I thought it was edited better. I thought, yeah, no, it was. It was from from what I've read about it, they they, a lot of movies would do a Spanish version with different actors uh, of their movie of of different films, and so they did it with with Dracula, and they would shoot the Bela Lugosi version during the day, and then they would shoot the Spanish version at night. And of course it's a different guy playing Dracula. And he's a little, I, I didn't, I don't think I like him overall as much as Be Bela Lugosi, but he, there's kind of a maniacal look about him, you know, is yeah. he's kind of, he's, he's crazy. He, he almost comes off more like a serial killer than a serial killer than a, than a vampire. But it also, kind of borders into comical after a while because his eyes are so like it's so it's so awkward <laughs> he's not as imposing as bella lugosi no. but i really like the girl who played eva they changed the name yes. from mina to eva for the spanish version i really like her i thought she was had a lot more life than the than the english version and i thought the the renfield wasn't as good as the american version he was a little bit over the top but but yeah. but yeah, I think the pacing was a little bit better. There were also some scenes that they added in. So what happened was they shot the the English version during the day, and so the director of the Spanish version could watch the dailies as they came in, and he and he could see what they did, and and he would change things 
you know, based on what he saw that they were doing. I mean, like, oh, I like that. He keeps that. I don't like that. So they would cut that or they would add scenes as well, because there were certain things in the English version that just don't they aren't connected scenes sometimes. And it's like, how do you get from here to there? And so they would add a few scenes in the space. That's why it was longer, because they added some scenes that weren't in the English version to make it make more sense. Yeah, they took out the ship part for the Spanish version. Yeah, they did, yeah. And and it, and that classic uh, uh, scene where you see Dracula walking in London down the street before he goes into the opera, they took that out too. They just went straight into uh, the opera scene. Right. Um, but, I mean, I, I still enjoyed it. And it was fun to watch because they were using the same stills or uh, scenes uh, from the American, and they put it right into the Spanish with the bats flying in front of the, the yeah. horses and whatnot. I, I, yeah. So I thought it was really fascinating. And I guess the reason why they were really doing that is because they didn't really have, you know, the. I mean, people were getting tired tired of reading in subtitles, and they didn't have that um, audio, what do you call it, audio recording over dubbing. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they didn't have that mastered down, so they spent all that money for an extra cast. But, and they didn't do that for Frankenstein, which I was really surprised about. Yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, well, that brings us to Frankenstein. Uh, did you watch Frankenstein, Joe? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about it before. That's right. Um, wait, wait. I, no, I, I, I just... think we should let Matt or Joe uh, explain explain his feelings I, for i i appreciate the universal monsters i realized they were beginning of franchises and we wouldn't be here today if it weren't for them so i can appreciate that however that being said dracula drove me up a freaking wall because there's no score to it um it, it was like watching a silent film but i could hear the actors talk and you could tell that they just sort of evolved recently out of talkies because of how ex- how much they use their facial expressions, especially bulging eyeballs, uh, to get the point across that these people are evil or crazy. But I really wish someone would just go back to Dracula and score it. I mean, it's 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 seventy some minutes, seventy one minutes long. It, it wouldn't take all that much, but I think that movie could be a lot more impactful by today's standards if someone would just put some sort of score behind it. Same thing with well, Frankenstein. The Fran- the Spanish version had more music, yeah. I felt like, than, yeah. the, than the English version of Dracula. But yeah. It's just so many but times like- I would find myself watching Dracula just like walk down the stairs, and I can't hear a footstep. I can't hear a dog barking in the background. I can't hear a musical score. There's no, there's nothing to keep my interest, I guess. And it just was like watching a Marx Brothers movie from time to time, which I do yeah, like, by the way. I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you, Joe. But I mean, then you got to think about all the purists, um, because I mean, look, look what George Lucas did with the Star Wars, and when he remastered them and did the special edition and bringing back. Some really bad stuff in it uh, that I thought kind of ruined the originals. I just can't even watch the original how it was actually made. So yeah, I don't but know. at least that had a John Williams score to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's so, true. Anyway, that's my two cents. But that's and and I don't feel that way about all of the Universal horror movies because once we get further along in history, that problem fixes itself. So go ahead. 
You were on Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. Um, I I like Frank. I like Bride of Frankenstein better than the original Frankenstein, but I do like. I, there's some really cool shots in Frankenstein. One, I love the cemetery scene when they yes. go in to dig up the body. That whole setup is fantastic, and um, just the the tree there, and and just the you know, uh, I, I there was like. I don't know, wind or whatever in the, in the shot or in the sound. It, I, I, I thought it was really cool. I like the atmosphere. It, had, it really had good wind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the atmosphere in these old, in these old films. Um, I was surprised that, cause I've never seen Frankenstein before that, uh, Igor didn't have a hunch in his back. I mean, he was kind of crouched over, but I mean, he wasn't like, I don't know. I just uh, maybe I just seen too many parodies of Igor where he's got, you know, a huge hunch. He just looked completely different. Speaking of which, I didn't realize until seeing Frankenstein and the Bride and Frankenstein just how many scenes had come directly to young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, that that in in what was it in Bride of Frankenstein when he goes to the old man in the, the cigars. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't realize that had come from two different movies until I just yeah. went and rewatched them. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was a total spoof of these Universal films. But but the and it's hard to watch that scene with the hermit yeah. without laughing. Because oh, I laughed. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I was surprised, uh, you know, like uh, Franken Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein, that he's drinking, he's smoking a stogie. I I had yeah. no idea Frankenstein did that. All, or carrying all on thought, full conversations. Yes. I, he's not I had supposed no to idea. talk. Yeah. Had no idea. And I, I had no idea that um, that he didn't do the arms, like, stretched out into uh, uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. And that's because of another reason, because... I had no idea that Bella Lugosi played Frankenstein in that movie. I've I've learned a lot. I learned a lot. But Bride of Frankenstein, I enjoy much much more than um, uh, Frankenstein. I mean, Frankenstein was great. Uh, Boris just God, he looks beautiful as Frankenstein. It's so beautiful. Just the the way the camera caught him. Just the you know the grays and the black and the white. I mean, it's a gorgeous movie. Just, yeah, what are you what are, what are you giggling about? <laughs> Just the Joe? grays, the grays and the black and the white. Like they, they kind of make each other. <laughs> it's like the reds and the greens. <laughs> the um, I one one thing, I, <clears throat> one thing I really liked is uh, I liked that Fritz was so mean <laughs> to the oh. monster in the original, like. Fritz and and you know the the thing that kills me is that we always think of of Frankenstein's helper as being Igor, but yeah. Igor it's not Igor. Igor no. doesn't come into the series until like the third or fourth movie uh, of the franchise. Igor yeah. is in I think the son of Frankenstein or something like one of the d later Frankenstein movies is where Igor is. But Igor has somehow become somehow became the name that everybody uses to call that hunchback helper right. guy. But it's Fritz in the first two. And Fritz is a jerk, let me tell you. I would like to 
add on to that comment. Most of the people in these movies are absolute jerks. <laughs> That's true. Um, Dr. Frankenstein is a dick, oh, you know, yeah, uh, especially yeah. to his, his bride to be. And I, I got another question. What the hell is a burgermeister and what does he do? Yeah. Oh, jeez. There's a burgermeister <laughs> right, in like three of these films, and I yeah. don't know what the hell they do, but they're just pompous jerks. Did you look it up? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't care that much. <laughs> That's on but, it right uh, now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I realized this is, I'm glad we've evolved since then, but I, I would like to comment that I just think it's abysmal the way that women are treated in all these films way back then in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. They're um, treated like queens. What are you talking about? They like, have long stem cigarettes they're smoking at. They're wearing gowns. Yeah, and that's that's all they're allowed to do. And then not to mention, <laughs> the there's no middle class back then. It's just you're either an absolute dirt-eating peasant or you're uh, a royalty or you're some uber-white scientist up on yeah. top of the hill that, you know... Buys the peasants beer from time to time and to keep them happy. So, <laughs> so uh, I had a feeling that that uh, I, I kind of knew because Berg Berg it's actually Burgomeister and right. Berg is is like a town. So like you know Hamburg is would be like Ham Town or whatever. Sort of. I mean, it's not a act exact, but I, the I Burgomeister. Live there. <laughs> But and Meister, but Meister, burgers. Meister is like a master, so it'd be the master of the town or the mayor. So he's basically. a ham master. He's the mayor of the burg. Burgo Meister. He's Mayor McCheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so then, what? What? What other? What other? I guess you, oh, Joe, well, Mark, the, well, you watched well, the Bride Wolf of Frankenstein. Then, right? The Bride of Frankenstein, the beginning of oh. Bride of Frankenstein, the the one guy talking to Mary Shelley at the very beginning, yeah. and, he's, and he said, they're rolling his R's. Yeah, can we maybe I not was, roll your R's so much, sir? <laughs> I mean, this was the most overacting I've seen in so in, in all the Universal movies was the beginning of that. And this was my I, this is the first movie I watched uh, for it. I saw Invisible Man before because I love that movie. But. I mean, it was crazy, and I kept laughing. I start thinking of Matt when he was doing his acting uh, with this one actress with the zombies, and it's in black and white. And I just keep on rehearing Matt talking like him. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, another Grace and Johnny adventure, Zombie Island. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can't Matt, Matt? Can you can you talk like that for the rest of the podcast? Well, I I wasn't talking rolling my R's. I was trying to talk like a 1930s actor talking like this. See, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. trying to do. Was was sound like one of those 40s 40s actors style actors like Cary Grant and all those. Anyway, yeah, um, the Wolfman. Wolfman is. I know you guys probably didn't like it that much because, well, I, Lon Chaney Jr. is not a great actor. Okay, let's just get this uh, out of the way. He's kind of odd acting, Jeez. but I love the atmosphere of this one. I love the moors. If a, if an old black and white movie has moors, foggy moors, and fog coming through the trees and everything, I'm there. I love it. And uh, this was a movie I I saw it when I was a kid, and I loved it when I was a kid, and so it's just stuck with me. That's why I imagine if the first time I saw it was 
was now that I'm 32, uh, I, <laughs> I would probably not like it as much. But what uh, year is it? <laughs> I was wondering if I was going to be able to slip that by you. Not guys. at 32, all. Man? 32? <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I imagine seeing it for the first time now, it doesn't quite have the same impact. But I, I, this actually, I think Wolfman, aside from Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman's probably my second favorite oh. universal horror movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I did enjoy the Wolfman. Um, I loved uh, the Gypsy Woman. Uh, boy, what is her name? Yeah, that whole scene I loved. Oh man, oh yeah, she's great, and she and she also um, is in uh, the Wolfman meets Frankenstein, Lon Chaney Jr. and and her. Um, oh, is that the that same movie. woman? It's the same woman. Yeah, it's the same woman. And uh, so it was nice when I was watching. Uh, that movie, seeing them go on their little journey to uh, uh, Germany, um, but uh, it, it's not bad. Uh, the, teleso- the telescope hey Mark, scene is horrible. Mark, yeah. nobody can see, can hear you doing air quotes at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't know that you're doing air quotes. This is radio. <laughs> so quote Germany because uh, they were filming that. <laughs> Much uh, better. Can't see much it. much better, can't though. See. Okay, well, I, when I'm saying Germany, I'm doing the quote. So, Germany, quotes, quote, um, it was being filmed during World War II. And so, uh, yeah, there, was, there wasn't much uh, love going towards uh, Germany. So, they changed the name to a, a, a fictitious name. So, But uh, the telescope scene in uh, The Wolfman, uh, that was... Pretty awkward, uh, pretty creepy, especially when he goes down into uh, the shop and says, well, I've been looking at you through the telescope. And I'm just like, oh, that was a little yeah. bit of a cringe, cringe but his, moment. His sense of humor is a little off. Yeah, he's not a funny actor. He, he doesn't really pass off as like this suave, uh, debonair guy. Right. He's really, he's really awkward looking. Um, and I, I did laugh out loud when uh, he got trapped in the... In the claw uh, trap, the bear trap, yeah. And he's and he's rolling on the log just back and forth like this is the monster. That's all it took. And uh, but I mean, no, it's it's I I did enjoy it. Um, it it definitely wasn't one of my favorites though. Yeah, uh, Joe, I don't think you watched that, did you? I've seen it. I I watched it late enough in life that I knew I wouldn't like it rewatching it. Um, no, okay. I was never a fan of Lon Chaney. And plus, I've got this thing against van- uh, werewolf movies, so I didn't bother. <laughs> it was it, it was the most brutal kill in The Wolfman, I thought, at the end. Because his father is literally beating the shit out of yeah. him with, with, with the, the cane. Yeah. The cane, yeah. I mean, it, that was actually a brutal kill. Yeah. I, I, I've always wanted a cane like that, though. That would be so cool to have one of those that has the wolf head on it with the what a, a pentagram, I think, is on there or something, too, right? It's 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 a wolf's head. I, I, I don't remember a pentagram being on it. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, my it, dream. It's it's a cool-looking walking stick, but and he, I actually, he, he never used it, though. <laughs> I, di- I did like the up the new version with Benicio del Toro uh, oh, yeah. version of Wolfman. I, I liked it, but I'm a sucker for atmosphere. 
Joe's a sucker for music. I'm a sucker for atmosphere, and I, I loved the the atmosphere in it. It's not probably a great movie, but I did enjoy it. Um, yeah, I was I was super excited when that movie was about to come out because I mean, who who better to play the Wolfman than Benetti? Oh yeah, uh, Del Toro. I mean, he's yeah. like perfect for it. Yep. So. Did Did you guys watch Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I Actually, loved it. That's. I have a real soft spot in my heart for that one. I like that's one of my favorites. And you know, this time I really realized as I was watching it, I, I said, you know, there's a lot in here that is very similar to Jaws. There's a, the, yeah. you could see Jaws is that Steven Spielberg was really took some things from this or influenced by it because the the shots underwater are pretty creepy. I've always been that way, but I really had a new appreciation for the shots where the girl is swimming yeah. and the creatures under her kind of almost touching her. And it, and I could see audiences back then probably were like, Oh my God. Cause there is that fear of being in, in a lake or whatever. And you feel something brush against you. But, but then I, uh, but then that shot where she's swimming kind of waiting and her legs are kicking. And as the camera POV shoots mm-hmm. up, or like up her legs and showing up, you know, upper body or whatever is very similar to that first shot in, in jaws of the girl swimming in the water. And, and then there were little moments where I almost felt like I could hear the jaws music and not necessarily the Donna, but there is a Donna, Donna in it though. Yeah. There's a couple, but there's also some of the, the, the music. And I, I can't remember what scenes, it's in and jaws, but there's some of the other incidental music I could hear influences had, I, I, I swear they probably use this movie as a template. Like what can we not take from it, but little things. And I wouldn't be surprised if John Williams had some of his score influenced by it. Well, I, when, Oh, go ahead, Joe. I, I wanted to point out that part of the reason why this is one of it, probably the favorite of the universal horror films is because of the score. Um, although, you know, like my problem with Dracula is there's no music at all. And with this one, <laughs> there's that dun, 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 yeah. every single time that the creature is like within a hundred yards of being on camera. It, dun, 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 it's, it's played like 300 times in that movie. Um, I think they, they had to, I think they might've been worried that their creature might not have Here been that comes. scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know what it reminded me of? Dun, dun, dun. And every time it happened, I started thinking of the Spider-Man cartoon. Dun, 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 dun. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. It, it sounds like it at the beginning, so I started singing but, Yeah, he's, he's got some really great theme music, and I'm glad that they announced him every time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really did. I, I really do like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Although, like I said, it's much like Later in the universal, I think this is like in the 1950s. So it's yes. it's evolved and progressed so much more yeah. from 1920, whatever. So and I was rooting for Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I I liked him. I liked him for a reason, not because his name was Mark, but I liked him because there was something likable about him. I hated the 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 lead the boss, guy. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Mark, the guy with the blonde hair, and he gets he dies. He he was kind of like Quint, and uh, was and his remember, name was his name Brian? 
No, no, no. Uh, uh, oh, no, that's a shout out to Brian. Brian our, uh, friend of friend, the show. Friend, friend of the show, Brian. Oh, Brian. Shout yeah. out to friend of the show. Thanks for listening, Brian. Yeah, you we guys, love you, Brian. You guys got to stop encouraging him, man. You got to stop because he's, he's Ooh, starting to riddle me. Brian. guy. <laughs> Brian. guy. Uh, anyway, yeah, wow. no, I, I I really liked this one too, and and I, there's a really great mask for this this creature too. That someday I'm going to be creature from the black lagoon. It's just the rest of the body would be hard to do. That's the only thing. There's even a shot that reminded me of Jaws is when they had the creature in the net and the bow was about to break. I and they're like trying to uh uh bring the net up. It reminded me of them trying to. Uh, bring uh, the cage up that Hooper was in. Oh yes, I. You know yeah. what? That was the other thing that I noticed. That that yeah, exactly. When I saw it, that scene, I was like, "That's very similar." The same shot. Yeah. The same shot with the crack. I'm like, Steven, Steven. Even, <laughs> even the guy was yelling, "Bring it up! Bring it up!" And yeah. it, it was very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I I love that one. And then yeah, when they brought the net up, there's a big hole in it, which uh-huh. is just very similar to the cage. Yeah, yeah, really, Steven, really interesting. Yeah, Spielberg. Hey, what are you, doing you know to what? Me? That's what the best do. Yeah, you yeah. got to be influenced by something. Yeah, no, the yep. best. The what was it? I heard somebody say, "Good artists imitate, great artists steal." Uh, uh, I th- Picasso. I think Picasso said, said the, that. Right? Picasso said the best things are stolen. Yeah. Picasso said that? Something along those lines. I'm yeah. paraphrasing, I'm sure, I, I, but yeah. He was yeah, a I think thief. He, somebody said, and I don't know if it was Picasso or somebody said, good artists imitate, great artists steal. Somebody said something about stealing's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. What I also watched The Raven. Did you guys watch that one? I did not watch The Raven. I did. No. I had not seen this one before, and it might be on my 100 horror movies post, right? No, I guess not. But that oh, one... I, oh. Yeah, you know the one the scratch off thing. Oh, I, I I was thinking of the documentary, so I went strictly to movie posters. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but uh, this one was interesting. It pl- it starred Bella Lugosi and uh, Boris Karloff, and Bella. It's kind of dark. In fact, this movie was banned in England. In fact, this movie caused horror movies to be banned in England for a period of time because. It stars Bela Lugosi as a guy who is obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe stories. And he wants to, he, because he, he had especially has a problem with women because no women like him because he's pretty much because he's creepy, but he's a very famous surgeon. He's like a plastic surgeon. And he has this goal to trap these people and torture them using different things from, from, Edgar Allan Poe stories, different devices like the pen, the pendulum from from the pendulum, uh, the pit in the pendulum, and and different things like that. And he wants to torture people in his house, and so it's it gets pretty dark. He performs a surgery on Boris Karloff to make him look like a monster, so that he because he thinks if you look like a monster, it will start making you behave like a monster, and so he thinks he can get Boris Karloff to do whatever he wants him to do, like capture these people and keep them imprisoned in his home 
if he promises that he'll repair the the horrible disfigurement that he caused upon his face. So it's kind of interesting. It's it's uh, definitely it's got a pretty good pace to it for one of these older movies because I believe it's 1930s, and and it's great to see Karloff and Bela Lugosi in the same movie as well. So I I I recommend it. It's it's only like an hour long, so it's definitely worth watching. And that was The Raven. So. Did you guys watch any other Invisible the Invisible Man? Man? Yeah. Oh, the Invisible Man. I didn't watch that one this time, but again, um, I, I want to yeah, point ahead. out the guy's a jerk. Guy's <laughs> yeah. an absolute oh, totally. jerk. He yeah. goes, he goes he's, into he's this. The worst. Yeah, he goes into this bar to seek lodging, and he's already pissed off. He's like the the dads in these uh, uh, Halloween movies. You know, he's, he's picking a fight at the breakfast table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's totally. because of, that's because of the you know the serum. The, yes, the serum. <laughs> yeah. It's making him go mad. It's not Slight, his fault. He's agitated. <laughs> well, this guy, yeah, he's agitated. All right. Um, it, actually, um, they had the same actress, uh, Una uh, o- O'Connor, uh, who played uh, Jenny Hall. She was um, uh, the innkeeper's like wife who. Like, takes him upstairs. She's also in The Bride of Frankenstein. She plays uh, that woman who, the Italian woman that's kind of like over the top, like comedic. Uh, she she plays the same one. Um, also, uh, The one Flora, who keeps getting yelled at by the Burgermeister? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Flora, the our uh, damsel in distress, of course, is Gloria Stewart from Titanic Rose. Oh. oh, nice. Well, that would have been a good trivia question. Oh, I'm yeah, glad that would have been it. good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's literally her. And uh, yeah, she's a knockout. She's a dish. <laughs> um, she's the cat's meow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I love The Invisible Man because one, yeah, he was an asshole. I love the special effects, the unwrapping. I mean, how they did that is incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Black velvet. And, huh? They use black velvet. Yes. Yeah. I was uh, reading up on how did they actually do that way back then? Because that was way before, uh, was it Kodachrome or Chroma Key uh, with the, the blue uh, blue screens and the green screens. Right. They would, uh, they would film the actors talking to an imaginary object at a black velvet background. And then they would um, do the same thing with the actor. And sort of overlay the two, but uh, it was you know it was cutting edge for back then. Oh yeah, I'm sure audiences were blown away by it. I'm sure yeah. had to have been. And he killed a hundred people on a train. <laughs> that's that's insane. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Yeah, well, you know, and then when they did the updated version a couple years ago, they oh, leaned like into one. the idea that the Invisible Man was a bad guy. You know, they they didn't. Yeah make him the central figure or whatever. He's definitely the bad guy. And uh did you guys yeah. like that one, the remake? I liked it. I, I didn't love it, but I liked I, it. Yeah, I thought it went on about a half an hour too long. Mm. And we're yeah. talking about Okay, there was another one, Hollow Man, Hollow Man. is what I was thinking of with Kevin Bacon. I actually yeah. like that movie a lot. I uh yeah, I, I was okay with that one. Um it seemed a lot more menacing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or yeah. it was a it was a more fun ride to be along with. 
Yeah, Hollow Man was great, actually. I really liked that one, especially when they're uh, making uh, Ape invisible and just the special effects with the circulatory systems disappearing with the blood. It, it looked yeah, great. I that was pretty it. cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that brings us to the end. A special game of trivia <laughs> no. and this is going to be mark versus me mano y mano and no. joe one it, against one Ma- yes <laughs> one on one one on one i'm gonna play that game tonight i'm so glad you guys are happy for these trivias and you're so excited it. for it it's the greatest i'm assuming <laughs> you'll be putting that actual song in the background Ma- matt is going to be doing the audio matt has yeah. graced us with his uh his audio talents this week, i have so. yeah and uh and you know brian loves uh trivia when we do <laughs> yes. trivia so and shout out to brian uh hey, friend of the brian, show brian friend hey of brian. The show. friend of the you guys, show you guys are oh man all right <laughs> this whole show is Hi, dedicated brian. to brian by the way oh brian. excellent friend excellent. of the show brian uh he's, he's, right. he's kind of the super fan now He's the super fan without a voice. Uh, So you guys ready? We're going to be doing uh, Universal Monsters Trivia. And uh, just so I can explain the rules, your voice, if if you, I'm going to read a question. And if you think you know the answer, you say your name. And if you say your name before the other guy, then I call on you and then you give the answer. And then you get a point. See how that works, Mark? Is this this on the up and up, guys? It is. This is going to be on the up and up. Here's, here's wow, this is crazy. These, yeah. I, can you repeat these rules again, Joe? So <laughs> you, if you think you know the answer, say your name. And if you mm. say your name before Mark says your, his name, I'm going to call on you and you get a chance to answer. So my name is my buzzer. Your name is your yes. buzzer. As a matter of Excellent. fact, I think we're not going to call this trivia anymore. We're just going to call it your name is your buzzer. I, and you're not you're not using any devices like a speak and spell or no. Uh, there's a, no illustrations, no speak and spell. You're not using it a Simon. A, there's no I'm, Simon or. I'm not going to ask you to show me on the doll where your uncle touched you. None of that stuff. It's just going to be trivia. <laughs> Excellent. Joe's on this thing with the, the uncles and. Thanks. Okay, so you guys ready? Ready yeah, for sure. question number one of twenty-eight. No, it's not yeah. 28. It, trust it really? me, it'll go, yeah, it'll go quick. Okay, question number one. Who is the first person to play Frankenstein's monster? Mark. Half. Oh. Mark? Uh, Bella Lugosi. Wrong. Uh, to finish the question, who is the first person to play Frankenstein's monster after Boris Karloff stopped playing the role? Matt. Matt. Lon Chaney Jr.? That is correct. Uh, Boris Karloff played the monster in Frankenstein 1931, Bride of Frankenstein 1935, and Son of Frankenstein 1939. Lon Chaney Jr. took over in Ghost of Frankenstein in 1942. Wait a second. Is that It is right. Question number two. Oh, 1943. Instead of following any of the characters in the original, the sequels to The Mummy dealt with a new mummy by the name of blank. Uh, Mark. Mark. Emotaf. Incorrect. Uh, Amenhotep. Also incorrect. Karis. K-H-A-R-I-S. The mummy's hand 
1940, The Mummy's Tomb, 1942, The Mummy's Ghost, 1944, The Mummy's Curse, 1944, and The Mummy, 1959. Um, question number three. In which establishment does Dr. Jack Griffin rent a room in order to continue his experiments in The Invisible Man? The name of the establishment? Yep. What was the name of the bar he went to? Uh, Mark. Mark. Lions Inn. Incorrect. Matt. Matt. Uh, Wolf's Head. Incorrect. If you guys could just get together, it was the Lions Head. Ah, dang it! Wait, I, I said Lions Head. You said no. You said the Lions Inn. <laughs> Question yeah, number that's... four. That's wrong, Mark. It's wrong. Okay. Wrong is wrong. I'm a stickler on these, and it's going to uh-huh. get worse. Uh-huh. This one's going to be easy because it's multiple choice. Uh, which of these films is not a sequel to the Universal Frankenstein? Horror of Frankenstein, House of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein. Mark. Mark. Horror of Frankenstein. That is correct. One point for Mark. He's on the board. I'm on the board. Question number five. What is the name of the ship? which carries Dracula and Renfield to England. Matt. Matt. Exeter? Incorrect. Mark, your chance to steal. I know this one. Mark. Mark? Oh, it's a Bible verse. Galileo? Incorrect. Galileo is... (laughs) From the book of Galileo, it was actually called Vesta, V-E-S-T-A. Uh, Vesta. I, I guess I didn't know that one. Okay, uh, then you're really not going to get this next one. The Gill Man from Creature of the Black Lagoon is the last surviving member of a race of amphibious humanoids which lived during which period? Uh, Mark. Mark. Cretaceous? No. Matt. Matt. Pleistocene? No. Devonia. Dang it. Devonia. Okay, here's another multiple choice for you. Uh, which of the following Universal Monsters did Lon Chaney Jr. not play? The Mummy, The Invisible Man, Frankenstein's Monster, or The Wolfman? Matt. Uh, Matt. The Invisible Man. That is correct. Yeah, it's Invisible Man. Two for Matt. Uh, question number eight. Elsa Lanchester played the titular role of Bride and Frankenstein. But which additional character did she Mark. also play? Mark. I got she I played, said that first. No, I said it first. Uh it's Mary Shelley. That is correct. Tied up two to two. What finally back. prompted Larry Talbot to return home to Talbot Castle after a long absence in The Wolfman? Why did he come home? Mark. Matt. Mark. He was done with college? Incorrect. His father's dying? Also incorrect. His older brother had died. Oh, that's what oh, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Ugh, only two points apiece, and we're on question 10. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, no. Many of the major original monsters, or I'm sorry, many of the major original monster actors 
returned to reprise their role in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Which horror Matt. icon? Matt. Boris Karloff. That is correct. Did not return to their famous role. Lon Chaney Jr. played uh, Lawrence Tablet. Bella Lugosi played Dracula, but Glenn Strange played the monster. Another point for Matt. All right, question number 11. Lon Chaney and his son Lon Chaney Jr. were two of Universal's most bankable stars. What roles, respectively, were the two best known? Matt? Lon Chaney played Fan of the Opera, and Lon Chaney Jr. played Wolfman. That is correct. That should be two points. No, it's not two points. It's not two points. It's 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 one one point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go. Okay. That was one of the classic moments of last episode. It was beautiful. The moment that I took the lead. Uh, Question number 12. Universal oversaw the production of what was at the time the grandest set ever produced. It was built on set stage 28 which now goes by what name? Uh, I don't know. Frankenstein? Your name is Frankenstein? Frankenstein's castle? I don't know. (laughs) Is, is is, Is that it? No. Is it Frankenstein? No. Okay. Okay. You guys didn't get this one. This was called the Phantom Stage. Uh, the historic no. stage was known as the Phantom Stage because at the end of the stage, there remained the original sets from the Paris Opera House, built for Phantom of the Opera in 1925. It's like one of the biggest stages Universal ever built. Hmm. Wow. Uh, okay, question 13. Which of these family titles was not part of the Universal Horror Canon? And again, this is multiple choice. Wait, we say family titles? Yes. Which of these family titles was not part of the Universal Horror Canon? Okay. I, the bride I get of, it. The Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula's Daughter, The Mummy's Bride, The Son of Frankenstein. Mark. Mark. The Mummy's Daughter. How did you screw that up, Mark? It was multiple choice. It right. was the, the Mummy's Bride. I, I mean, The Mummy's Bride. Yes. We're going to give that one to Mark. Okay. Um, actually, The Mummy's Bride was actually the name of an episode one of season eight of Laverne and Shirley, where she married a medic. <laughs> okay. For all those Laverne <laughs> and Shirley fans out there. Uh, okay, question 14. We're halfway through. What author had their work adapted three times by Universal in the 1930s, including Matt. the... Matt? Uh. Bram Stoker. Incorrect. Mark. Mark? Mary Shelley. Also incorrect. Uh, Including The Black Cat and the Murder in Rue Morgue, it was Edgar Allan Poe. Question 15. We even talked about this. Question 15. What movie series, which did not debut until the 1950s, helped revitalize the Universal Horror movies? Mark. Matt. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. That is correct. Dang it. 16. What is considered the last of the Universal monster films? Matt. Mark. Matt. Oh, well, really? The Leech. Or Leech. 
the Leech Woman, I think is that the is name correct. Of? The Leech yeah. Woman, nineteen sixty. I was first on that. <laughs> no, I was. I, was. I, no, I have I was, perfect I was, ears. So. That was, was like a split second. Seventeen. In Revenge of the Creature, what future superstar had a small bit role? Matt. Matt. Clint Eastwood. That is correct. A young Clint Eastwood makes his first uncredited screen appearance oh, as the so lab so technician Jennings. Uh, question number 18. What universal film has a Spanish version entirely Mark. different? Mark. That Dracula. was <laughs> I was before you, man. No, I was before you. I was way before <laughs> there's, you. There's going to be two questions that are going to come out in the, no, in the replay. No, it's not. Yeah. I was before you, Matt. I, I don't think it's going to be that close. It's um, Dracula. That is correct. It was Dracula. Um, yeah, already, we already discussed this. I don't need to reiterate the trivia. Uh, question number 19. What event was responsible for the end of Universal's classic monsters? Matt. Uh, oh. Matt. The nuclear era. That World is correct. War II, the nuclear, nuclear panic. Era. Yeah. Yep. Uh, question 20. What scene in Frankenstein was cut from the film in most states? Mark. Mark. Uh, it's when he tosses in the little girl. That in is the correct. Lake. All right, with eight questions to go, it is Matt in the lead with eight and Mark coming up the rear with five. There's still eight questions? Still eight questions to go. Yeah, he's going 28. Question number, number two. Would you rather end it now? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matt would. Uh, question 21. How is the wolfman killed? Mark. Matt. That was Mark. Thank you. Uh, it's his father <laughs> has a stick with a silver wolf on it, and he beats the shit out of him and kills him. I would have also taken bludgeoned with a silver cane. Sure. Uh, okay. Question number twenty-two. What is the name of Doctor Frankenstein's assistant in the nineteen thirty-one Frankenstein? Mark. Uh, no, oh, no, no. Hang on. It. Uh, Feech. 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 It's Fritz. Fritz, Fritz is correct. Feech. Yeah. I was thinking of Igor. Igor. I would but have Feech? also not taken Feech. So <laughs> baby fish mouth is sweeping the nation. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Baby fishmouth. Uh, question 23. According to the well-known poem from the film, what season can the wolfman transform? Matt. Matt. Autumn. That is correct. And I was not going to take fall. Ooh. The actual poem is, uh, even a man who is pure of heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf. When the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Yep. Uh, what question number twenty four? What was the first monster pair up? Mark. Matt. I think Matt eked in. No, what? Dracula and. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Frankenstein Dra and the Wolfman. No, he, he said correct. Drac. All right. Uh, question that would have happened in Jeopardy. What universal monster was shot in 3D? Mark. Matt. Mark. Creature from the Black Lagoon. That is correct. 
Question 26. In how many films did Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi appear together? Matt. Mark. Matt. Eight. That is correct. Oh, I would have been wrong. It's eight? Uh, yeah. I just, I just are, read that in an films, article like today. These are <laughs> films, not universal horror films, but how many films? Yeah. It was The Black Cat, 1934, Gift of Gab, 1934, The Raven, 35, Invisible Ray, 1936, Son of Frankenstein, 1939, Black Friday, 1940, You'll Find Out, 1940, and The Body Snatcher, 1945. And I read all of those because I'm the one that had to go digging around to find the answers to that. Wow. So. There's Eight. there's the fruits of my labors. All right, Thank question you, number twenty seven. How is the creature from the Black Lagoon killed? Mark. Mark. Uh, he's uh, shot and he's uh, poisoned and then he drowns. Matt. Matt. What? He wasn't killed. He went. He he came back for two more sequels. N- um. Actually, the answer I have is he was shot to death. After having killed numerous members of the expedition, the creature takes Kay to his underground or underwater lair where he's tracked down by the remaining survivors and riddled with bullets. The creature tries to escape by swimming deep into the lagoon, but dies from his injuries. But he comes back. Yeah. How do you know it's actually You know what? Then I'm, it's, I I can't argue with logic. There are sequels. So I'm going to throw out that question completely. Nobody's going to get a point. Now it's even. <laughs> you know, Last... give it to Mark. Give it to Mark. No, no, no. I don't want any. I don't want any handouts. Matt. I don't want any <laughs> right. handouts. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I don't you want any handouts. Actually, you gave me the answer that I had on my sheet, so I'm going to give you a point. Yeah. So that all right, that one we're going to work. Technically, that to Mark. if you look at it only as its own movie, technically, I mean, they do show him floating along. So, uh, okay. Last question of the evening: Which actor has played? Wait, wait, wait. All... What's the score? Uh, currently it is Matt with 12 and Mark with nine. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) But this next one's worth seven points. (laughs) Question number 28. Which actor has played all four of the iconic universal monsters? Mark. Mark. Bella Lugosi. Incorrect. It's Matt. Matt. Lon Chaney Jr.? That is correct. Yeah, it's launched. Played Frankenstein's monster in The Ghost of Frankenstein in 1942. Yeah. Played Dracula and Son of Dracula in 1943. Yeah, right. yeah. The Mummy in three films, starting with The Mummy's Tomb in 1942 and The Wolfman and The Wolfman 1941. Well Final done. score for the evening, Matt 13, Mark 9. Woo-hoo! Way Woo-hoo! to go, Matt. Hey. And thank you, Brian. For all those questions. <laughs> and Brian, thank you so much for Brian tuning actually came in. in second. <laughs> what? Mark came what? In third. Why are you guys doing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, an exciting, uh, another, exciting <laughs> another exciting another exciting week. First place. Brian, second place. Mark, <laughs> third place. You know, Brian better <laughs> buy some Cinescare merchandise and uh <laughs> Feech! Feech! <laughs> yeah, I, I was, oh, damn it. Oh, oh man. beautiful. Mark, beautiful. you were the first loser. Yep. yep. Of I all am. the losers, you came in first. Nobody lost ahead of you. No. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well, that does it for another week. And that does it. That does it for another two <laughs> weeks, actually. So I, I don't know what we're going to do next time. We'll have to talk about it, but we will have That's another Matt's, theme waiting Matt's for you. That's choice. It'll be in December, 
but we've already done a Christmas horror movie theme, so we got to come up with something. Well, that's that's the problem with going having this little ride of ours, the Cinescare podcast, for over a year. Is we've lapped ourselves now. We've yeah. had all the major holidays once already. Mm-hmm. Well, except thank goodness we have we thousands. Didn't, of we didn't movies do anything too spectacular for St. Patrick's Day last year, if I remember correctly. I don't. Are there a lot of St. Patrick's Day horror movies? <laughs> There's not a lot. There's one really about... big one. Don't you do well, it. Oh, yeah, of course. You don't need to watch The Leprechaun. Oh, no. Well, we got to do the Scream franchise in January because Scream 5's coming out, right? Well, yeah. we'll figure something else off, off yeah. Mike. Yeah. Our <laughs> listeners will just wait with bated breath for another two yes. weeks to find out what we're doing. And you yeah. will see. All right. Well, I guess that is it for another fun-filled episode we will and oh yeah go ahead joe hang on i i want to announce something new we have new news for everyone uh we have a website an actual website cinescarehorror.com if you go to that website you will find uh links to all of our episodes you will find frequently asked questions and the answers that accompany them you will find a list of the movies that we have listed as Cinescare certified. You will find out how to sponsor a very show just like this one. And uh, and a whole lot more. Well, actually, not more. I think I named off everything on the site. But Well, we there. have big plans for it. I, you know, I think we're going to come up with more content and, and different things. But uh, please go there and check it out. Oh, um, it's also a really easy way to link to our store for you to buy more merchandise, Brian. True. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, or more merchandise for Brian if you yes. guys want to. Yeah, his Christmas is coming; it's right around the corner. That's Got right. Some marvelous leggings for your wife, Brian. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that does it for another week. We will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Feet, feet, feet. An incubator of boners.